This is your invitation to a masterclass in engineering and design. Your ticket to go from zero to 60 with the Lexus Performance Line. A feeling this dynamic is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the exhilaration of the Lexus Performance Line and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. edition of The Thought Police. It's me, Mike Graham, and him, Kevin O'Sullivan, and this is the audio boom, audio boom, boom, audio recording bit. Um, so we're recording it here in the pub. Um, it's actually been raining, Kevin. It has been raining, uh, so that's why uh, when I went to get on the Northern Line, that's uh, part of the London Underground System, the 22nd century cutting edge train system that zooms <laughs> Londoners around this vast metropolis. Of course, severe delays. And that's because earlier it rained. It rained. Fucking because thing. Have you, have you noticed lately, I mean, you use the tubes more than I do, but when I get on it now, it seems like a rickety old piece oh. of shit. Oh. I remember when the trains used to be quite efficient, they used to be quite clean. Yeah. Now it seems as though it's falling apart around the seams. Well, thank you very much, Mayor Khan. Yeah. I mean, the worst thing about it, apart from the delays and the shittiness of it, and uh, the filthiness of and it. And the unreliable it nature of yeah, it. Yeah, unreliable. But the worst thing about it, in the summer, the fucking heat. Mm. It is so hot. I've when, noticed that as well. I read a story. I bet it's something to do with net zero. <laughs> I blame Brexit. I bet, you, no, I bet you they're not fucking ventilating Well, it I think it's always been like that. But the thing is that uh, the heat, the temperatures on the London Underground system, if you transported animals mm. at that temperature, yes. it would be illegal. Right. <laughs> I remember doing a piece on that um, when I first came down to talk sport, actually. Bill Ridley was in, and he was going on about... It was, a really, it was one of those really hot days. And I said to him, you should definitely get on a bus, take somebody with a thermometer on, because mm. there will be no doubt that on the top deck of the bus, um, there will be fucking... The temperature yeah, will be so yeah. high, it will be illegal to transport yeah. fucking carbs, yeah, right, yeah. by EU. And he went, fucking great idea. And then it was like, right, let's get the frying pan out, fry the uh. fucking... Fry the egg on the car bonnet and all that. And all, you, you can't get away from all that stuff. I love all that shit. Yeah. It's always good. Yeah, you, when, it, when it's a hot day... But the tube has definitely got hotter. When it's a hot day in Fleet Street, you can't yeah. move for fucking reporters with fly, frying pans <laughs> and eggs. <laughs> yeah, here's what I made earlier. Uh, yeah, but this climate thing, Mike, and carbon, we've got to get down to net zero. Yeah, we have. We've got if, to... if, if we're to save the human race, yeah, we must get to 20. And also, you know what you've got to have to do as a yeah. responsible broadcaster? You've got to stop talking to people who don't know what they're talking about. Because otherwise the climate fanatics get really worked up. And they go, why are you putting these people on? They are not experts. And like, oh, you are, are you? Yeah. Yeah. You're a fucking expert on something that doesn't exist and that you can't prove. Right? Yeah. I mean, if I go into, in, if I delve into my heart of hearts. Yeah. I mean, you know, I get, <laughs> yeah, I haven't got a fucking heart. But <laughs> seriously, you know. In all honesty, I don't really care about climate change. I don't. Change. I just don't care. I don't. So people say to me, but you've got kids. Don't you care about their future? <laughs> oh, no, I fucking don't. <laughs> Do you know I spent Father's Day on Sunday without any of my kids? It was the greatest Father's Day ever. 
Because actually, I love, as much as I love them, yeah. the last thing I would want would be to be surrounded by all my yeah, fucking yeah. children. And yeah. a bit of a busy weekend. I was a bit knackered, a bit hungover. Yeah. And actually, spending it on my own was fine. Yeah. Got some nice messages from them all. Uh, although Mikey, my son in California, t- t- sent a drunken uh, video that, that he had made of me saying, I do love you, Dad, even though sometimes you behave like a right wanker. Which I thought was fair enough, because he's not wrong. He's a good, fine old judge of character. You know, he's not wrong about Smart that. Smart kid there in California. And it was some fucking video I'd forgotten he even made of me shouting at both of them. Um, and at one point I'm pointing to him saying, I'm glad you're filming this, because it'll be worth some fucking money one day. Which, which pretty much goes to show when you've started to go mad, yeah. you start saying absolute bollocks. Yeah, you know. say anything. Yeah. Any recording of me will be worth money. You but know. this uh, sort of... Uh, sort of shibboleth that uh, you know we have to completely change our life yeah uh, because of the children well you know past generations didn't do this mm. actually George W. Bush and everyone will go oh yeah well, he was a moron but he did actually say something that I think rings true he said look throughout human history there have been predicaments yeah. there have been crises mm. and you can always rely We've had the on the human race to triumph yeah. It will work out a way to get around yeah. it. What we have never done before is starting to predict crises that are going to happen in 30 fucking years' time or 50 yeah. years' time and therefore tell everyone you can't drive cars because it might be hot. But these are the dreaded modellers who have worked out rather cleverly because the first model they did was yeah. if I claim to have a scientific qualification and I can construct this model which proves that I can have a job for life, then I'll have a job for life and I'll make a bucket load of money from talking absolute bollocks and nobody will ever hold me to account. Look at Neil Ferguson. This is a man who's got nothing right in his life. He said there was going to be half a million cattle die during the fucking foot and mouth disease. Didn't happen. Said that we're going to have 400,000 people die during COVID. Didn't fucking happen. Told us all about sort of things that were going to happen because he basically looked at a model of it on a computer. None of it happened. And yet... He's still making a lot of money. And if you, uh, you know, so last week, last week, uh, or was it earlier this week, Keir Starmer went up to Scotland to try yeah, yeah. and repair the damage he'd done by announcing uh, at that fuckwit Edward Miliband's behest that they were going to cancel all North oh, yeah. Sea oil and gas. Right. Uh, well, I thought he still was. Well, he's, he's railing back yeah. on it because, okay, so they go up, this is in Glasgow or Edinburgh or somewhere, so they take Labour Party, take a load of fucking journalists up there. Oh, we're the Green Party. We're so green, green, yeah, yeah, green. We've got a hydrogen bus coming to pick you up. <laughs> Guess what? It broke, it broke down. down yeah. Guess what kind of bus they had to Is hire? It a diesel. A diesel. Yeah. So that's a sort of a, a climate change story I mean, in a, a nutshell. There's a reason why diesel buses are fucking reliable. But, there's a reason why diesel cars are reliable. It's because they're fucking reliable. Yeah. Yeah. And but yeah. But, but, but listen to this. So. One of the reasons that he's U-turning and backtracking on his uh, strange declaration at Ed Miliband's behest that he would cancel all North Sea oil and gas uh, is that uh, in Scotland it's responsible that oil and gas, North Sea oil and gas, is responsible for 100,000 yeah, jobs. Right. Now, back an awful lot of money into the Aberdonian... Fucking, you know, Aberdeen was one of the richest cities in Europe because of the oil. Because yeah. of the oil, oil, city, oil some city, of the best yeah. restaurants, some of the highest paid salaries in Europe, all because of the oil business. Exactly. Now, uh, cast your mind back uh, to the nineteen eighties, the coal miners. Strike. I'll try. So, Maggie, Maggie uh, ca- uh, closed down. Uh, Obviously, lots of coal mines yeah. because it wasn't an industry that was making any money. It was costing the 
uh, country of fortune. And of course, uh, we'd all be horrified by it now because it's a fossil fuel, but mm. that wasn't the reason. It was purely economic. Yeah. Uh, guess how many jobs that cost? 20,000. Wow. So 20,000 miners were right. put out of And look uh, at the work, hoo-ha that was caused and, 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 by, by Maggie Thatcher closing the yeah. mines down for economic reasons. 100,000 jobs will be lost by Keir Starmer cuts, uh, shutting down oil and gas for no fucking reason yeah. whatsoever, except for some virtue-sealing bullshit about and net there, zero. Also, is there any coincidence between the fact that Just Stop Oil um, have got that as their policy, and uh, now the Labour Party have got it as their policy, and Dale Vince gives money to both groups. Yeah, yeah. Well, quite of course he does. And he's, by the way, he's making a fortune yeah. out of uh, windmills and all that. Mm. So he's doing extremely well. And uh, the real problem Labour have got. Keir Starmer's obviously a fuckwit. He's so but, boring. But, but Ed, we Miller, started listening to his fucking uh, speech the other day, and it's. I mean, he does have a magical ability. To make you just glaze over. Yeah, yeah. As he, soon as he said something, I forgot what it is. He's just a boring arsehole who wants to be prime minister. Yeah. Yet, yet another one, and will do anything to get that job. Uh, but the real problem I think Labour have got in terms of airy fairy middle class North London policies that Labour voters don't want to know about is Ed Miliband. Yeah. He's a fucking idiot. He really Absolute is. Absolute. He's always been an idiot though. I mean, there is nothing that Ed Millipede, I used to call him, has ever done. <laughs> Do you remember when uh, he did the, uh, first of all, the Ed Stone? When he was yeah! Running, um, and they ended up, I think, it's meant to be somewhere in Hastings, that. This ridiculous th- fucking stone with, with the Ten Commandments yeah, literally yeah, on it. Yeah. Um, and it was some fuck-witted um, Labour Party apparatchik who came up with the idea. And he unveiled this stone as yeah. some kind of great tablet of the yeah. future. It looked like the Ten Commandments. And it looked like the Ten Commandments, and it looked shit. And I think it, and it didn't work because he was hopeless, right? Yeah. Um, that stone apparently is still somewhere in a Hastings warehouse because <laughs> they couldn't move it. It was that heavy. Then there was the bacon sandwich eating episode no. when he couldn't <laughs> eat a bacon sandwich without looking like a total fucking plank. And then there was a time when he was environmental minister under Gordon Brown and he told everybody to buy a fucking diesel car. Yep. This was about 2012 uh, yeah. ish or something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And right. he told everybody to buy a diesel car because that was the cleaner way to go. And it was like, the guy has done literally nothing. But is uh, it, and his energy worth, policies don't make any his sense. His energy policies don't make any sense. My, my favourite fuck-up of his, actually, was because, you know, he's always trying to make out, because these Labour Party people always do, trying to make out they're men of the people. Turned out that not only has he got a nanny in his house in North London, looking after his kids, you know, don't, can't make him a bad guy for that, but he's also got two kitchens. And who has oh, two fucking kitchens? No, that's right. No, he had, he had, a, a, he had a utility kitchen and a kitchen. Yeah, like a real kitchen yeah. and another kitchen. So everybody said, everybody said, because he, he made the mistake of doing the interview in his utility yeah, kitchen. right. And everybody said, God, blind, that's a real crap kitchen yeah, yeah. you've got, Eddie. Because oh, that's just a utility kitchen. <laughs> got another kitchen. Oh, man of the I mean, people. You've just had a new kitchen put in, but I'm pretty sure it's a very nice kitchen. Yeah. But you've only got I don't one. have a utility it's kitchen. Only one fucking kitchen, because it turns out the other kitchen was for the nanny, right? Hey, yeah, that's so, right. Yeah. I mean, he's such a socialist, this man, that he, not only has he got a nanny, but he doesn't let her use his kitchen. Fucking cunt. What an absolute he's cunt. An absolute cunt. Uh, you know? But, uh, I mean... He, he is he's, he's a virtue signaller par excellence. Yeah. No one comes close to that idiot. Don't forget, he's Mind all... you, his brother could be even more of a twat. Yeah, well, he's a twat as well. Very overrated. David Miliband. Yeah, we could save the got, world. We've got the wrong brother. No, you just got one of the brothers. Yeah. They're both fuckwits. With a pair but, of wankers. Um, 
Don't forget, Ed Miliband is the uh, airhead who landed Labour with Jeremy Corbyn. That's right. He changed the leadership voting system so every prick Top in man. town well done. could vote for a fucking magic grandpa and uh, plunge the Labour Party into absolute fucking chaos. I, and see, oblivion. I see that he's causing more trouble this week because apparently down in Glastonbury, which is going on this week, the world's worst music festival, full of the world's worst virtue signalling, white trash, middle class fuckwits. Um, apparently, they had a film that they were going to show all about Jeremy Corbyn and how he's not an anti Semite, right? Oh, yeah. Right? But apparently, somebody had a look at it and went, I think this is a bit of a problem um, because it's actually anti Semitic, so you better get fucking rid of it. <laughs> so they've cancelled the fucking filming. Also, also uh, there's another problem Jeremy Corbyn is anti Semitic. <laughs> That, 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 that goes to the heart no, of the matter. he's got some very, very nice Jewish friends. As he always tells us, you know. Yeah, but he's also got some very nice fucking mates in Hezbollah. Yeah. Uh, which kind of cancels out the fucking nice guy's friends. a Jew hater. Yeah. Obviously, like so many of his ill. The people at the farm. Well, why is it Labour Party can't shake it off? I'll tell you why. Because, because there's so many fucking, of them. Because also, they fucking believe it. Yeah, they, they, the, right? the, the, the left of the Labour Party, the far left of the Labour Party, the Corbynistas, including, of course, Magic Grandpa, yeah. don't like Jews. They hate Jews. They're yeah. anti Semites. Right. And uh, the reason that the Labour How can you even have a political party? which has such a rump of people who are actually proper fucking racists. Uh, How is that Because it's Labour. Because they don't see it as racist. No. Uh, you know, they don't no. think anti-Semitism... Free Palestine, man. Yeah, you know, you, you shouldn't... I would say that. to these wankers on Twitter who've got Free Palestine in their fucking, uh, uh, you know, their sort of bio, it's yeah. like, where do I get my Free Palestine yeah. and what can I do with it? Yeah, I just want to get a big uh, poster or, you know, a T-shirt saying, I don't care about Palestine. <laughs> I mean, I don't really. I, I, mean, don't. I mean, I think they have a bad time on the Gaza and all that. And, yeah, you know, but they're uh, almost firing rockets but, into but it's Israel. it's a long way away. You know, there's a lot of injustices all over the world. I'm not going to obsess on that little yeah. strip of land. I remember, that's one of the great Fleet Street uh, phrases, isn't it? Well, it's a long way away. I remember being foreigners with the Express once and going in to see Ian Monk, who was editing the paper that particular day, and there'd been a plane crash in Japan. So I led the foreign list with the plane crash in Japan. I think it was a couple of Brits involved. And he went... Well, I have to say, it's a long way away, Mike. I said, it's the foreign list. Of course, it's a fucking long way away. It's all happening in foreign countries, you fucking puppet. You know. Got one about the silly aisle. Yeah, I like that. That's not the foreign desk, though, unfortunately. I'm not going to name the the then news editor of the uh, Daily Mirror, but I was the features editor, and uh, it was a Sunday, and I went up to him uh, around about 1pm, and I said, you know... This tsunami, (laughs) it's quite a big story, I think. And he goes, no, fucking other side of the world. Not interested. I said, well, I'm just telling you that I'm sending. I'm sending a a, a writer and a photographer. You fucking wish your money if you like. (laughs) The next day. But you know what's funny? The next day, the the features guy was already there. There were news reporters on the plane. I think 250,000 people dead. Also, also, clearly... um, one of the things that happened was that it was, turns out there was a lot of British tourists there, so which immediately makes it a story for Fleet Street anyway, yeah. including uh, Dickie Attenborough lost his, uh, one of his kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and also the pictures were astonishing. Yeah. Well, do you know what was interesting about that whole story? Because I was in Scotland and I remember um, it was Christmas Day, wasn't it? 
And one of the reasons it didn't get one of the reasons it didn't get publicity it took about two days yeah. was because all the fuckwits had been left in charge. So like your news guy yeah. and probably whoever was editing the yeah, paper, yeah, that's right, the beating, no, they didn't they didn't pick it up. And yeah. it was wasn't until Boxing Day that everybody went fucking hell. Yeah, this is a big story. Yeah, well, Jesus, I kind Christ. of I did, to blow smoke up my own arse. I, I did kind of realise that this is going to be big uh, and it took, took the I mean, news desk there is two more days sometimes there is a curse isn't there about um, having a good news sense because you can find yourself working in places where no, yeah, yeah that's a one. fucking and good you point kind of go, what the fuck am I seeing that you're not seeing you go up to people and say this is a great story and they look at you like you're an idiot yeah. I had and, a you, and you feel like maybe I am the village yeah. idiot, and then no. three days later everybody's splashing. I on remember when I was at today and we were launching the paper, and it was right in the middle of the big Guinness scandal. Remember the Guinness scandal yeah. um, with that guy oh, who yeah, claimed yeah, he had yeah, Alzheimer's the, disease. The, what they, the uh, share It was thing. the Guinness distillers scandal. In, insider yeah. trading. Insider yeah. trading. Yeah. And there was a guy who was at the centre of it all, who was um, the chief exec or something, who went into court pretending he had Alzheimer's disease and so he couldn't be fucking questioned, right? You know, I can't remember. I've got a medical uh, issue with my memory. What was his fucking name? I can't remember. Anyway, we, there was one particular guy, the key man in the whole sort of um, investigation was in America and we tracked him down to, to an office in New York and we were literally about to publish the next day, like the first ever copy of today. And I got onto the news desk and I said, look, he's not in New York. I found him. It was the day before publication. I said, but he's in Dallas. Um, I said, it's up to you whether you want me to go and find him or whether you want, he's going to be back in New York in about three days' time, but I can go and get him in Dallas if you want. He said, leave it with me. And he was a similarly imbued northerner. I won't give his name either. I've got a feeling we're talking about the same guy, but we'll, we'll, co- we'll come back it to could that. Be. It could be. Names. It could be. It could be. And he went, was your name Colin? Uh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no, no, no. Uh, yeah, no, no okay. A different one. Anyway, he goes, uh, he says, let me call to the boss. I'll find out if we send you there. So he comes back on sometime, a couple of hours later, he goes, right, we've decided we want you to go to Dallas. What time's the next train? Oh I went, sorry? God. The fucking next train? I said, well, there might be a train any time. Yeah, please, I'll be there Thursday. take about four fucking days. What? Yeah. I said, I have to get a plane. Fucking hell. I mean, crikey. I, I know who you're talking about. Yeah. A, a man who didn't think you'd get any stories unless you walked there. Yeah, exactly. Uh, the one I'm talking about is called Chris. <laughs> Another, oh, yeah. Another Northern. Oh, I remember him, yeah. yeah. The one who ended Northern, up with the Labour Party. Yeah. If we banned Was that North- the one that ended up with the Labour Party? No, he? no, no, no. I'll tell you later. All right. Uh, yeah, if we banned Northerners from newspapers, they'd be better, wouldn't they? They would be. Yeah. But, of course, they had this reputation, didn't they? They all thought that the Manchester offices were the places to be. And the, to be fair, they did produce some decent journals. In the day, in um, their day, yeah. But the, the decent journals... My favourite story from the North was a guy called Harry Cook who used to be a reporter for the uh, Daily Express based out of yeah, someone like Leeds, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, we once got a letter of complaint um, from a woman when I was on the desk um, who had been the unfortunate recipient of some rather bad treatment by Harry Cook. But the letter was literally a fucking litany of hilarity because uh, she, she's very polite. You know, dear sir, I wish to write to complain about one of your reporters and his behaviour yesterday. Uh, as he was pursuing me for a story about, I can't remember what it was. She said, I, I first encountered Mr. Cook when he knocked on the door at 10 o'clock in the morning and said, all right, need to talk to you about something. And just gave her all this shit. And she's like, Look, I'm sorry, I don't really want to talk. Well, you'll need to talk to me because otherwise, you know, I'll be back later. And she said, anyway, he came back later, knocked on the door again. And I said, look, I'm sorry, Mr. Cook. I, I really don't want to see you or talk to you. Would you please go away? 
And she said, um, he then disappeared for a while, and I can only assume because it was lunchtime, he may have gone to the pub. Um, and he came back and started berating me, shouting through the letterbox, you better fucking talk to me, or you're fucking going to be a fucking problem. And this is the way it used to be, right? She said, then four o'clock, I happened to look out, and he was urinating in my front garden. Oh, God. <laughs> I mean, these people, this is unreal. These, these Neanderthal reporters, I always used to say that young They actually people, thought they could harass people yeah, into talking. But I always used to say to young reporters, you know, two things. Of course, be polite. You're not yeah. going to get anywhere by shouting. Right. Anything. And secondly, remember, always remember that, you know, you, you knock on the door from the Daily yeah. Mirror. The you're, day. rec- you're, you're representing but, 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 the paper. But also, but also, for the person whose door you're knocking on, this is an extraordinary experience. Yeah. Somebody from a national newspaper has a turned up yeah, on their yeah. doorstep. Right. Never forget that. But it's all these people who just think, oh, another story. Yeah. And they're, oh, 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 look, tell us about this one. Yeah. Yeah. And it, you know, right. it's just shit operators, yeah. basically. They really were. And mo- that's why most of them never remarked, never moved on from being reporters. Yeah, they were like reporters when they were about 68. Yeah, they were like, literally, yeah, like Don McKay. <laughs> he was a reporter when he fucking died at the age of 65, whatever it was, because nobody could give him any... <laughs> he wasn't because any... he was out of work. Oh, was he? Uh, <laughs> well, yeah. But, I mean, the point is, you never get, you never give these people any sort of fucking sucker or promotion because uh, you couldn't fucking trust them. No, uh, indeed. Uh, the, yeah, there's a, a certain breed of reporter. You don't really find them anymore. But I tell you what, you reminded me of there. You know ha- what a great system national newspapers yeah. used to have. So if you were the news editor in London, you know, in the morning. It, you know, as of about mm. nine a.m., you'd have there they'd have a, a staff reporter in Leeds, yeah. a staff several staff reporters in Manchester, a staff reporter mm. in Bristol, a staff reporter in right. Liverpool, and they and, and all they these reporters they would all liaise with the local agencies. Yeah, well, they, they, right. they, they, they yeah they would scour the region. So the news editor, uh, you know, within fifteen minutes of arriving, would have a list of yeah. fifteen great stories. Right. Sought out mm. by a professional journalist who knew what yeah. the story was. They don't do that anymore. That's no. probably why the papers are. Well, they don't go any places anymore. And I think the agency system has kind of collapsed as well because it all became very much an internet thing. Well, you can't, can't make any money. No. Can't make because any money. Actually, I mean, I reckon if you were to go back now to even people that do what you and I used to do in yeah. America. Yeah. They get paid about the same as we used to make in the eighties. Yeah. Well, the same. The, and that's the problem. If you're lucky, I mean, you know, that's the same deal from, from when when I was in Los Angeles. Uh, there were every paper had their man. So yeah. I was the Mirror guy. Right. John Hiscott was Telegraph. Terry Willows Daily mm. Star. Hiscock. Uh, um, uh, yeah, Hiscock was Telegraph. Uh, and, and you know, so every paper had yeah. their man. Uh, the, it was the Sun guy in those days. Uh, Tim Miles and, and what's his face were out there as well. Well, they they were in New York, but they were just running. No, out. but his partner was in LA, wasn't he? Oh yeah, what's his name? Dave. Dave somebody he yeah. came. He came down. Yeah, he came down on his own later on and just freelanced. Um, I mean, but, you still get the odd cowboy. You, yeah. There were the odd cowboys would turn oh, yeah, up. You could always do well freelancing in America. At least you used to be able to. Yeah, but not now. I don't think you would now. No, of course not. You can't make any fucking money at all out of freelancing. Uh, let's. Let's talk about, um, let's move on um, before we dissect the uh, dying yeah, embers of yeah, our Fleet Street yeah, career. Uh, uh, what I want to talk, what I'd like to talk about is, is this most astonishing uh, spectacle earlier this week mm. uh, when our esteemed MPs uh, spent five hours, five hours. Was it not more than that? No, it was five hours and then they had a vote. Debated, well, that's enough, isn't it? 
debating one yeah, thing. But it seemed to go on all night. Yeah, though. whether or not, whether or not. It, I mean, they started debating in the middle of the afternoon. They started in the afternoon. Around it was still going, I know exactly when. The, I know when the vote happened because I was on air at the time. Yeah. The vote happened about quarter to ten. Okay. Because we had to break off. We're doing the tour. Yeah. Uh, so the five fucking hours debating, not whether to expel Boris Johnson. Uh, but whether or not to take his security pass I mean, away. what a fucking waste of Five time. fucking hours. That's our money, taxpayers' money. Yeah. And they go, it's very important we establish this. It's not fucking Sunday school. No. I don't give a fuck if he told a stupid little lie. Yeah. I don't give a fuck if he misled the house. They all mislead the house. Yeah, but they're all very solemn about it. I mean, I had an MP on uh, the morning after who said, well, it- the thing is it's important... For the democracy of Parliament is important. I mean, do me a favour. I said, do you seriously not think that everyone in this country is sick to fucking death of the Boris psychodrama? Mm. Even Boris is sick to death of it, and he doesn't want to fucking play anymore. He's now said he wants to fucking disappear and be uh, quiet for a while. Well, good, because he needs to be. But they also need to fucking forget about it. They take themselves so seriously. Yeah, I mean, I've got an idea. You know, what what they expect us... uh, to do is to sort of buy into their culture, to the mm. rules of their club. Well, we're not in their no. fucking club. So you stick your fucking stupid rules up yeah. your pompous asses. Right. Because, you know, I, why do they do the right honourable gentleman, right, right honourable friend is correct? Oh, the honourable friend, and, you know, and you're, they're not allowed to say lie, to lie, the word lie, <laughs> yeah. and uh, they, they have to address crap, everyone in the third person, and they go, oh, the traditions of Parliament. What a load of shit. Yeah, Get probably. rid of them. Yeah, absolutely. Get rid of your fucking traditions. Be more modern. One of the things I've been saying is it's all very well them saying, what about the democracy of Parliament? And what about the sovereignty of Parliament? Yeah, we're all going on fucking three months holiday in about a week. You won't be back till fucking October. <laughs> you know, so you won't be doing any fucking work in the mother of all parliaments, you fucking lazy shitbags. Yeah. And fucking Theresa May, right, during that ridiculous... Disgrace. During that ridiculous five Who gives a fuck what she thinks? Debate, she said it's very important uh, that that, uh, that members are required mm. to stick by the same rules that we expect the people to stick yes. by. Hang on a second, what are you talking about? Right. Uh, I can lie if I want to. I, I'm not, yeah. I don't belong to some fucking club where you're right. not. What do you mean? What are you talking about? It's very important that members uh, obey the rules mm. that we expect the population to yes. obey. No, no, you do not expect no. it. We can fucking lie if we want to, because right. unlike you, we're not children pretending to be in fucking Sunday school. No, exactly right. It's so ridiculous. It is ludicrous. A couple of things to bring up with you. One, um, I had a great... I, I haven't actually got it because we're recording this on my phone, so I won't yeah. be able to show you. But there's a fantastic video, which I'll show you shortly uh, when we stop, of um, Queens of the Stone Age. Oh, yeah, I've seen the adverts for the tour. Yeah, well, apparently, well, there's a piece of video footage in black and white, and you are the fucking spitting image of the guitarist. <laughs> and not only do you look like him, but when he's on stage playing, he actually moves like you. People are going, since when was Kevin the fucking Queen's <laughs> Stone Very funny. He's the rich um, version yeah, of me. Yeah, absolutely right. Um, amazing. Crazy, um, I'll have to look that up. I know. And, and also, just, you know, life in general, summer's coming... Um, you're going to be away on holiday for a bit. Couple of weeks, We're going to, yeah. I'm going to be away next week, so I'm not sure. We might have to do the, the, the podcast later in okay. the week, if All that's right. okay. Yeah, no worries. Because I had a call last night from my 16-year-old son, pissed out of his mind, <laughs> um, in Cyprus, saying, I got a bottle of vodka. His mother's going, ah. I'm like, why are you fucking ringing me to tell me this shit? Why do they do this? This is what they do, right? They drive you fucking insane. 
Um, and the older one, 18 year old, actually was like looking at them both going, fucking twats. Because <laughs> yeah, he's a veteran now, being 18, of drinking vodka. Yeah. You know, but apparently young Christopher was. Uh, was those th- those doing days shots. When, when you can't imagine having a nice drink, the only idea of drinking is you finish the bottle. Yeah, I said, then, then you're sick. Yeah, I said, just <laughs> don't be fucking sick before I get there. <laughs> You know. Are you going out there? I'm going out there on yeah, Friday. Uh, yes, right, because I'm doing your to show. Cyprus, yeah. Yeah. Although, apparently there's a problem with EasyJet. I don't really get it. But there's <laughs> so a massive, what's new? There's a massive problem and loads of people stuck in Venice uh, for days on end because apparently there was uh, uh, some thunderstorms and some problems with the rain. And so, for some reason, there's 15,000 people stranded in Italy who can't get home. I don't really understand the way these things work, but surely to fuck, there must be an easier way of dealing with it. Uh, yeah, they're, they're stuck in Venice or something, yeah. are they? Yeah. I mean, I just, mean, there are worse places to be stuck. It's a, I mean, that's it's a, a terrible thing, isn't it? Like every, you know, I've got to go away um, middle of August or something. And even now, I'm getting a bit nervous. I don't about look forward flight. to it anymore. Yeah, well, well they, also, also because the travelling thing has the, the travelling the joy thing. has gone out of it, isn't it? I mean, it's nice when you get somewhere and you can lie by a pool or do whatever the fuck you want, but but the actual. Acts of travelling now is a pain in the fucking ass. Fucking right, because you never know if the flight's going to take mm. off. Mm. Uh, so uh, we booked our we booked our premiere in at the at Very Gat- nice. Gatwick Airport. Very nice. Looking forward to that. That'd be good. Lots of nice people there. Yeah, it's lovely there. Well, you'd be lucky the only fucking migrants down the road. You know. <laughs> yeah, they're coming over. They're coming over again, aren't they? It's a great story. It's a great story this week, right? Of some guy who's originally from Bangladesh who came here illegally about fifteen years ago, right? They've just nicked him on a fucking dinghy because he went to France for a holiday, living in Kent illegally. Yeah. God knows, presumably working in a restaurant or something. Yeah. He came back on a dinghy because he figured it was the best way to get back <laughs> in the country. <laughs> and he got fucking arrested this time on the way back in. And they've gone, who are you? He's like, no, I've been living here for years. Yeah. I'm all right, I'm good, honestly. And they're like, no, you're fucking illegal, you yeah. cunt. Yeah. So they've now locked him up <laughs> and they're going to deport him to fucking Bangladesh. Yeah. I think he's going to make us a plank of the week. Yeah, yeah, I thought this was where you got to Britain. It worked the last time. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, fucking hell. By the way, so, so they're coming over now at the rate of hundreds a day yeah. again because the weather's they? nice. Yeah. And, you know, so Sunak is trying to sort of Tell us, oh, I'm putting them in boats. Stop the boats. Barges, no, stop the boats. Stop the Hi boats. Hi, guys, I'm going to stop the boats. Yeah, yeah. So, so... Have you stopped them yet? I'm Not putting yet. them in no. barges. I'm putting them in uh, converted air bases and yeah, prisons yeah. and things like this. Uh, anyway, I did the story at the weekend. I just happened to see a couple of paragraphs in a paper. Mm. And it's, it's this fucking hotel. It's called the Stardly Park Hotel in Nepal. And... What, what, so I looked it up. It's an amazing fucking hotel. Really nice. Where is it? Cop, it's in Lenecli in Wales. Oh, in Wales, yeah. And it's got copper baths. It's got, it's, nice. it's immaculate. Right. It's a four star hotel, beautiful grounds. Guess what? 300 migrants are about oh. to move in, and the locals are up in arms. So while Sunak is trying to pull the wool over our yeah. eyes with all this bollocks about barges, which yeah. only hundreds of people yeah. can get on. Actually, this government is busy commandeering hotels left, right and fucking Of course soon. it is. They're still going into Because there's too many of them. I mean, there's literally 2,000 have come, I think, in the last four days. You know, he's, talking about, he's talking about putting a couple of hundred on a barge. Do fuck off. I know. You know. All, his pl- all his schemes are for hundreds of mm. migrants. Yeah. There's 100,000 of the fuckers yeah. here. You know, get all seeking asylum. It's unbelievable. It really is a fucking joke. Although, there was one sort of bright spark of light in this week because yeah. one particular judge sentenced an, an Egyptian fisherman 
to a prison sentence but for coming here illegally. And apparently, as he was being led away to the cells, the Egyptian fisherman said, you know, if I'd known I was going to be arrested, I would never have come. Ah. So I said, maybe they found the fucking answer. There might be a solution you know, in there Maybe that's somewhere. the solution. If you yeah. tell them they're going to get fucking arrested, yeah. then they won't come. Yeah, well, Mr. Fisherman, we should have told you there's a catch. <laughs> Very good. So and on that the, bombshell. On that bombshell, we should say, uh, this podcast is brought to you by Suitable Choices. Um, Dave Johnson. Dave Johnson at suitablechoices.co.uk. And in fact, in this day and age, when you're looking to remortgage your house, yeah, fucking hell. where you're likely to be putting on six to eight thousand pounds a fucking yeah. year. Yeah. I don't know whether you you've probably got quite a mature mortgage, so you're probably all right. Yeah. But some people are shitting it, right? And they're all going, Well, what are we gonna do now? Can we get some money from the government? Well no, you can't. Yeah. Fucking suck it up. It's amazing. If you don't like it? the fact that you can't pay your mortgage, sell your fucking house and buy a smaller one. Yeah, and they're like, That's it. oh, my mortgage is too expensive. Can you pay it, please, Mr. Yeah. Government, Mother Government? Yeah. So, no. so, I, so they want me to pay for their mortgage because they can't afford fuck it. Off. You know, maybe you'd like me to buy you lunch, a car, whatever, you know. What the fuck has happened to Britain? We've become so dependent on government money. It's as, a joke. As you it? said, I heard you on your show today, you know, when we were younger, when we were getting our mortgages, uh, it was... Uh, you know, some houses we did okay, some houses we didn't. But it varied rates quite often, and you, your mortgage could differ by hundreds yeah. of pounds every month. Yeah. It was a way of life back then. Right. Then you have 20 years or 10 years, or whatever it is, of uh, completely stable interest rates, uh, where everybody thinks uh, an interest-free mortgage is mm. brilliant because you, know, you don't have to pay any, any extra. And uh, now all of a sudden they do, and they go, oh, can someone else pay it for me? No, fuck off. Fuck By the way, can you hear the cat in the background? It's one of those kids from the local school. Identify him. Identify as a fucking cat. Fuck off. Go back, get back behind the bar and start pulling pints. Do you know, just before, yeah. just before we go, I took yeah. on that, uh, there was a recording, as you said, of a teacher having a round mm. with a kid in the class. Outrageous. Because the kids... Because the teacher said... Kids are more sensible than the teacher. Yeah, you go, the kid's saying... Or the teacher's saying, you've got to respect uh, Julie or whatever her name is because she's identifying as a cat. Yeah. And the kid goes, well, I just think that's nonsense right. and rubbish. Right. She's not a cat. She's a girl. Yeah. You know? That is despicable. Despicable. Fucking moron of a teacher. Clever kid. Disastrously yeah. dim teacher. Which actually, I think, does give us some hope for the future. Yeah, yeah. Because actually the kids are smarter than the fucking Fucking teachers. hell, these teachers. These teachers. Unbelievable. Fucking 50 miles thick. Yeah. Fuck off. The Fuck lot of you. Sort yourselves out, wankers. See you later.